What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Saints and Thugs. My name is Rondell Eskridge, and we have my wife. Tanae Deneen Eskridge. <laughs> I like this pretty princess voice she always comes with, even though we know she's a thug. Um, anywho, welcome. All my life. <laughs> we welcome everybody to the show. I um, to fight. <laughs> not in L.A., not in L.A. She didn't grow up in L.A. Um Anywho, welcome. We are happy that you are with us where we talk about life, love, marriage, politics, uh, community, uh, relations, events, um, whatever um, questions you ask, we try to address. Um, And uh, so if you have any questions, if you have anything you want us to talk about, leave it in the comments. Uh, You can DM us. You can uh um, go on our facebook or on our instagram let us know if you want us to discuss it we will discuss it right today yep so right out the gate anything you want to say no um that i've been regular so anybody who's ever been pregnant you know that sometimes you get backed up (laughs) so i'm just really celebrating every victory in my life today everything nothing's too big nothing's too small i don't know if that started when she was pregnant y'all so I mean, it might have been magnified after the pregnancy. True. What, constipation? Yeah. No, definitely it was magnified. <laughs> I it do is, agree. I'm glad that she's regular, too, because when she stopped up, she turns into a different person, a different type of animal, um, beast. Um, and then when she goes to the bathroom, she's feeling all better. Um, I don't disgusting. know if this happens in anybody else's marriage, but these are things that we discuss in private. Um, if you're not married and you didn't know, sometimes you talk about whether or not the other person is stopped up and how that's affecting their mood and their attitude. You know what's so <laughs> funny is, so uh, when Rondell and I got married, I'm the first woman that he'd ever lived with. So he didn't realize that women were humans. Nope. So the idea of like number twoing or f- passing gas or was yeah, like, oh, like what, what is that? Girls I'm do like, that? that's what women do, honey. Like, what? 
It is my. I don't know the relationship. I'm not that woman that's gonna go to the bathroom and fart. It's girls, not gonna happen. Girls don't do that. If what? I got if it got it, if we in bed tucked in for the night, <laughs> what I'm not gonna go do is get up out of bed and go to the bathroom. I was to caught do something off that God guard. created my body to do naturally. Um, I'm not gonna do it. I was caught off guard. That was not. And then I he tried expecting. to shame me. And this is I why women not, joined the Me Too movement. I, no. He was like, "What kind no, of lady? No. What kind of lady? I, I was just, like, I just felt like there should have been some cooth that came with this." Especially me what? not expecting, you know. You didn't expect that I would have to pass gas ever? Uh, no, that's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is, you know, when you meet the girl, she's perfect. She smell good. She look good. Her hair done. There's nothing, you know, uh, um, foul about it. And then so the wait a minute. Thing, you know, I she let one go. Clear. And you're like, wait, hold up. Where was, <laughs> where did this come from? So I, I just... I'm sickened by this conversation for multiple <laughs> reasons, but because a woman has bodily functions, she's mm. less than perfect. No, it's true. It's true. What? What? It's true. Where is that? I no, mean, that's true. not true or it's acceptable. True. It's true. But there are manners, I think, or things that should come with it. Like, I don't think that you should do that while you're in the bed. I think you should go to the restroom and relieve yourself and... Yeah, I think that's the way it should So go. if you are tucked in for the night, you want me to get out of bed, go into the bathroom, close the door to let out a two-second fart? Not anymore, but when we first started out, like I said, I was caught off guard. Like, wait, what was that? And the funny thing is she would completely, like, deflect or deny it. I'd be like, Tanae, what was that? And she'd be like, what's she talking about? I'd be like, oh, you didn't hear that? She like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, there's only two of us in the room, and you're telling me that you didn't hear that. She would completely deny the fact that she should. She just let one go like that. This is the thing, and this goes back to last the last show that we had. Those silent expectations. <laughs> Men need to understand that women are human too. Like, you know mm. what I mean? Like, do you understand truly how gory and disgusting child labor is? Mm. Like the fluids and liquids and things that come out of a woman's body, yet that's the most beautiful thing that can Y'all let me know if you think I need to be down there when the baby comes out. Because as of now, I feel like I'm either going to be next to the top of her head where she is, or I'm not going to be in the room. I don't think I want to see that. Y'all let me know. If I'm wrong for that, but I don't know if I want to see all that. It's just like a man want to be there when the baby made, but he don't want to be there when the baby delivered. With the, I mean, I I don't think that there's a problem with that. Um, <laughs> What's so I'm going to be there I'm when the, the baby is with a, delivered. I'm in, a, in the studio with a bunch of men, and they all just looking awkward. <laughs> That's how you know. That's And again, those are those silent expectations. They want you to be pretty, but they don't want you to be down. And I refuse to understand this. Not only do I burp occasionally, I fart Okay, sometimes I blow my <laughs> nose and green stuff comes out. I don't know. I am this. human. No. But I'm also kind and gentle. I cook, I clean, I manage our house, I manage our finances. And this is this is true in relationships. Don't want the good in somebody and not want the bad. And the thing about it is, is you shouldn't call what normal or normal human body functions bad because that's what happens. The way Rondell's boo-boo smell is unacceptable. First it's an all, offense. First of all, that's disrespectful. Is it disrespectful? Uh, disrespectful? But do I talk about it on the because air? Do I be, do I no, offend you? No, no, no. Listen, first of all, it smells like roses. Um, and you know what Outcast said about roses? <laughs> they really second, smell like boo. Ooh, ooh, secondly, you know, I've never smelled good boo boo. Anybody in here ever smell good boo boo? Like you walked into a bathroom, somebody boo boo, and you was like, "Oh, that smells so good!" Like it's it's supposed to smell bad. That's that's what it is, right? <laughs> that's what's supposed to happen. No. Anywho, anyway, um, Pat, did you have did you, did you have something? Uh, it 
I, I think you should be prepared to wipe your partner before you marry Ooh, I don't. Mm. Listen, they, did they talk about that in marriage counseling? I don't think that they. Uh, that's the truth because if you uh, marry for better or for worse, ooh, if that person mm-mm. lose mobility mm. and this is your life okay. partner, it is your obligation yeah, to wipe okay. their behind. Yeah, but you ain't nobody, you know, in your singleness, like, well, you thinking about how she gonna look right. and how she gonna touch you and how y'all gonna build together and y'all and you thinking about how her breath's gonna smell amazing and in the morning how y'all gonna hold each other and you know what i mean and the first time y'all and in the next thing in the next thought you thinking and then i'm gonna wipe wipe her mm-hmm. no mm-hmm. it don't like that, that don't come with the, the process that's exactly the problem with relationships and this is what we talked about before it's the ex you only have beautiful expectations the bo- True. when you take those vows you say for better or for worse True. Which means you need to have a serious conversation about the worst. You don't know what the worst is. There are people who are married for two years and all of a sudden, you know, they lose their, they can't move anymore. So this one person is not responsible for the other person's mobility. You have to have those because if not, then you're shitting all over your marriage. Just like Patrick said. Shooting. You're shitting all over your marriage. They should be able to do this. But just because you think they should, that doesn't mean that they always will be able to. And so for a man, I think that's the problem with men in America is that they marry for beauty and they marry for the, instead of the long suffering and that's not fair it's not fair to women it puts unreal expectations listen keeping my hair done oh, not being men, ashy huh? listen oh. when you i'm pregnant all that went out the window you just need to be happy that i woke up this morning in a good mood what hold on wait just for men just for men okay, women so. aren't superficial women are innate ride or dies when you don't have no money those when are your breath stink all- alternative facts <laughs> that's what those are oh. that is not every true. woman on that's listening to this podcast not in los angeles are you not a not ride or die LA. for your man not in you was LA. with him when they have and when he does have not no, in absolutely. la maybe in different parts of the world and the country but in los angeles on behalf of every woman in la i'm calling you a liar <laughs> a ride or die yes so you telling me that dudes search for beauty in la and women don't it's not in her. If a guy is, bu- oh, oh, Patrick, you gonna start busting up like that? I'm laughing at the pauses that you bought here. I'm just like, wait. So you telling no, me? What I'm saying. I is, know plenty of great, amazing guys that didn't look like this girl wanted him to look, and he could have been amazing to her, and she was like, no, I'm good. Okay, what I'm saying is, is that he's five two. <laughs> right. Oh, don't let don't don't bring up the height. If they don't, if they don't fit her height requirement, he could be amazing. No, no. Listen, every woman does have what she wants, but if a man is good, he can wear her down mm. much quicker than a man than a um mm. than a woman can wear a man down. Rondell, okay. I happen to know of a relationship oh, that you okay. were in for three okay. years that she could not wear you down. On a right, on the other hand, there has been plenty of guys that we did not like, that we were not attracted to, but because they were persistent, kind, and available before we know we was in love and had a baby by them. No, no, I, okay, it I happens think that, every time. I, I do think that girls are far more susceptible to you know a guy being an actual chaser, like her not liking him, and then him convincing her and her falling madly in love with him. As your your grandma said, you know. Marry the guy that, that you love. I mean, marry the guy that loves you, not the guy that you love. Uh, I believe that. However, I'm talking about the shallowness of a lot of women, um, especially around these parts, where the guy does not fit the height requirement and he does not fit what you ideally look for and you don't give the person or the guy the time of day. You know what I mean? I've seen that happen with a young man that used to go to my old church 
who really, 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 he happened to be, uh, uh, um, you know, over here. I think he may have been here for like five or six years straight from Africa. And he really, really liked a couple of the girls in the church. But because he was a tiny guy and he was saying, you know, he, he, he was positive. He was a really good guy. But because he was tiny, they wouldn't give him the time of day. And, you know, two years later, he was married to a woman that the girls was like, I can't believe he married her. Like, why would he get with her? I'm like, y'all didn't want him. He, he would have been an amazing suitor. So what about those guys? He's been politically correct. So he ended up marrying a white girl. Oh, and so no, everybody no, at this black church no. was like, what? <laughs> now, in that context, I was like, they tripping because they slept on that brother. Like, I listen, I again, I agree that we have what we want. But the reality is every <laughs> woman wants to be treated right. And so at the point where you could prove to me that you could be treated right, women get past shallow things very quickly. We do. We get past it. And the woman who doesn't, she's really bruised and broken. I'm talking about the average normal woman gets off of. Uh, okay, sorry. Had to fix something, guys. She gets over shallow things quick. You, She will not like a guy and he does something kind and it wins her over. What about if the was the dude musty, though? There's a rumor circulating. <laughs> There's a rumor circulating that the dude was musty. I don't know if he was musty or not. I never got that close. Now, some of my, I have some, you know, some good African friends, and some of them don't believe in the same models we do as Americans. As Cultures are different. Cultures you know, are different. De deodorant some American goes. men don't believe in being, most American men don't believe in being faithful or taking wait, care of their women. Wait, disrespectful. Don't do not do us like I'm that. I'm just saying. That some of y'all ain't worth a hill of beans. That's not most. I mean, it's a good amount, but we don't know if it's most. That's a big statement. All black men are capable of monogamy. Here's why I can say that. Mm. We never cheat on our barbers. Ooh, you never cheat on your barber. Everybody I was just about us. to log off if it wasn't my show. <laughs> <laughs> on the hood. Neighborhood nip. I was literally about you to be out. You never cheat on your barber. Everybody knows this. This is a, a unwritten rule. Mm -hmm. True. So black men, definitely. I don't want to speak for anybody else. Well, but there's a white man in here. Do you cheat on your barber? Bam. <laughs> he don't even go to a barber. So what is it that you're faithful to then? That's the question. What are you mm. faithful to? As a, As a man. That's a good question that I'm uh, taking my time with because I'm probably going <laughs> to. Exactly. <laughs> Men in America are not capable of listening. He just Don't listened. judge him. He just don't caught you up. Him. He just proved me right. I'm loyal to my hosts. <laughs> hey, see that? <laughs> Insert applause. <laughs> Loyalty. You got the horns back there? No. <laughs> it's the same thing where if a woman cheats on a man, he can never forgive her. But if a, a man cheats on a woman, she always is immediately ready to give him a second chance. I don't, okay. I mean, it's just, it's okay. the truth. Okay. I can, I can. It's the truth. She won't trust nothing else you do, though. She's like, no, no, I'm no, going to the true. bathroom. Are you sure? Yeah, are you sure? Is, is she door, in there? Leave the door open. Right. You can't do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> are you in the trunk? What are you doing in my trunk? Right. That's you know what I mean. No, I, I do think that that women will stay, or they I, I, for a man. I think it does mess with mess with your ego. Like you start imagining things. Like if your girl cheats on you, you like you can't get past your imagination that somebody touched her the way that you have or what have you. Kind of like we've seen in the best man, like. What's his name? Uh, uh, I don't remember his name in Best Man, but uh, um, you know what I'm talking about from Boys in the Hood. Um, Morris Chestnut. Morris Chestnut. Mm -hmm. He could, I mean, he was knocking him down. And the moment he found out that his wife slept with 
Now, I, I granted it was his best friend, but at the time they weren't even together. But just the fact that he had known her in an intimate way, he couldn't handle it. And I get it. You know, as men, we like it's hard to reimagine that. Now, I'm not saying that it's easier for women, but um, I think that. No, no, you, that's exactly what you're saying. No, no, no. I'm Why saying are you being that, so politically no, correct? No, 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 no. Because what I'm saying is, is that for women, I think for women, it's a pride issue. Like if he cheat on you and then you stay with him, I don't think that you stay with him for a lot of the right reasons. Like if you're going to stay with him, you're saying I forgive you. But I think that you stay with him because you don't want to see him with nobody else. And while you're staying with him, you just keep bringing up the fact that he cheated or you keep throwing it in his face. And it's like for him, he like, then why are we, you know, why are we trying to hit the reset button if you can't let it go? And I think that sometimes women, you know, are okay or they want to be in those relationships, even though they're toxic. Mm, You sound just like a man this morning. No. Let me explain to you, brothers (laughs) in this room, why she stays. She stays because she's in love. Now, what he's done to her is he's. He's attacked her identity Mm. because when a man cheats on a woman, she immediately assumes that she's no longer good enough. She's not pretty enough. She's not smart enough. She's not thin enough. Now, that doesn't change the fact that she loves him. Cheating didn't change the love. It only changed the way she felt about herself. Mm. So she stays in a relationship hoping that he would reaffirm the very thing that he unaffirmed was that, that insecurity. So that's why she stays. It isn't her goal to make him miserable, but she's now wounded. And so everybody knows when you're wounded, you don't bleed on yourself, you bleed on everybody. Mm, no, I think that that's true. I do. All I'm saying is I think that women stay for the wrong reasons. And I think that men go because they realize they can't handle it. And I think that if some women acknowledge the fact that you can't handle it either, then it might be best for you to go. Now, I think that that's a different scenario in marriage. Maybe, you know, in dating is one thing, but in marriage. Cheat if you want. <laughs> we from the east side. We okay. from the far east. Anywho, um, with that said, sir, that was a long segment. Yeah. Uh, that brings us actually to our topic about. It, it does. Um, but before we got to our topic, I wanted to talk about Chick-fil-A and um God, and here he go. Look, uh, if you guys don't understand my marriage, these are everyday conversations in the car. So today, like for real, Chick-fil-A or in and out I'd be like, but why? I don't want to do this right now. Because I think Chick-fil-A is overrated. You know, I think in and out if there's going to be a restaurant in heaven, it's going to be in and out And, um, uh, you know, I feel like if you don't like in and out you might not make it in. Uh, <laughs> all, that's all I'm saying. So who? what do y'all think? Are y'all taking Chick-fil-A or are you taking in and out Leave it in the comments. Chick-fil-A. Who you got? Okay, so I'm a I'm a new Californian. Oh, okay. Oh. So I've always had Chick Fil A, oh. and I'm new to the In and Out. Okay. So I have a serious love for In and Out right now mm. because it's so fresh and new. Come on, come on. But th- that it, that Chick Fil A is in my soul though. Exactly. <laughs> so oh. I can't. I can't. Okay. Say. Where are you from? I'm, okay. I'm from Colorado. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So. I'm with it. I'm a Chick Fil. I'm died for Chick Fil A, but I respect. And this is the thing why we can't really include his answer because he knew he on the high right now. He lit. Exactly. He, you know what I mean? Like when you high, you don't ask people that's high on weed. Exactly. You know, real questions. He's high on in and out. Don't 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 try to downplay what he just said. You, just, she's so intellectual. It's so crazy. She just twisted that whole thing up. That's kind of like what Trump does. Anywho, uh, you just listen, I'm just trying to make message. America great again. <laughs> How do you do that, man? That's like uh, Jason. Jason Whitlock. You just Jason Whitlock that whole thing. <laughs> Anywho, um, I'm going with Chick. I mean, I think Chick-fil-A is overrated. I think the chicken is too expensive. 
I think that they give you small portion sizes. Like I went there with my wife the other day and we got, I think I got the chicken tenders. I think four tenders came and it was like 10 bucks. And I was like, this is crazy. Like this chicken cannot be that expensive. And I was still hungry when I left. Just like. This and boom, there's the truth. That's the only reason he doesn't like it. His, he scarfs down. He is not enough food for him. It has nothing to do with the flavor. It has nothing to do with the quality it's of food. It's okay chicken. It's just because his stomach is huge and it's not enough food. Look, Literally, every time we got to eat, we have to go to we have to eat before we go eat. So if we go into a restaurant, he got to eat a sandwich that's before we leave true. the house. It's the truth. No, it depends on where. If what his mama was here, to. she would tell you. If we go into Olive Garden, I know I'm gonna leave happy and full. You know what I mean? Eating good in the neighborhood. Eating good in the neighborhood. You know what I mean? If we go into Brawley Hood, I know I'm going to leave happy and full. You know what I mean? If we go to Crustaceans, I know I'm going to be mad and upset and, and still hungry. And broke at the same time. Unpopular opinion, Shake Shack has better Chick-fil-A or chick sandwiches. I believe it, too. Really? It, 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 Unpopular opinion, but it's so good. I believe it. I hate Shake Shack. And I don't I'm, even I've like Shake Shack, but sandwiches. I just feel like, you know, I'm, I'm now, now when I go to Shake Shack, I'm going to have to try the chicken because Chick-fil-A. I'm not saying the chicken is nasty, y'all. Exactly. We're talking I, about flavor. That's all we're talking about. I flavor. think that Chick-fil-A is amazing for their service. I love to be in the building. I like to be around the Chick-fil-A atmosphere. So I'm not, I don't have anything against uh, um, the restaurant, but I just think that the chicken costs too much and they don't give you enough of it. Right? You cheap. Oh, no. It costs the equality. Oh, no, no. All I'm saying is when I go, I don't want to Because leave that is cage-free chicken. You, he wants that to you and me. This is the problem. If you know? I got to pay $20 to get full at a re- fast food restaurant, it's not fast food. Like, if you got to pay It says 20- fast food, not cheap food. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'd rather go to And that's house. the point in a marriage is that we have to bring our spouses higher. Mm, you got to come higher. Anywho. Uh, <laughs> anywho. Um, but I do love In-N-Out Burger. So In-N-Out, I love their animal style fries. So I'm both. But I do prefer Chick-fil-A because I like chicken. Right. Um, I'm of African descent. <laughs> Hilarious. This is a joke. Anywho, um, another update. I got a chance to go to the uh, um, memorial or what have you where uh, Nipsey Hussle was shot, you know, right there off of Crenshaw and Slauson yesterday. And the energy there, man, was crazy. Like, um, I, don't, I don't even know if I can explain it, um, the type of energy that was going around. Like, there was this this like positive energy, but also still like very like unreal or very like nerve wracking, you know, um, in a sense. And I was glad to be there. Uh, I went with some brothers, you know, and we prayed for the area and, you know, and what have you just kind of walked around and talked to people and, you know, just, um, just try to experience the, the, the energy, you know, and some of the questions I got, um, after leaving there from certain people who like are trying to figure out like, why is this, uh, gangster or, you know, a uh, gang member, you know, why is he being glorified, you know, or what have you in the dynamics of that. And I found myself like almost trying like, like having to defend him amongst certain people who may or may not have grown up in that atmosphere um, and grown up um, in a way that, that they just don't understand. And I'm like, what you don't, what you don't realize is that you don't just come to like a positive mindset when you are engulfed in a uh, an atmosphere that's full of so much negativity. And so for him to come from where he came from and to be evolving into something completely um, different, but 
while not leaving the area and trying to bring that 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 mindset to the area tangibly, like not through media. You know, it's almost like starting a nonprofit when you become rich or famous and you know, you do it for a tax write-off even though the call sounds really nice. We know that it's a it, you know, you getting a tax write-off and what have you and you probably visit your nonprofit maybe once or twice a year, you know, or what have you instead of doing it like maybe you know, like Kaepernick did or what have you, where it's very hands-on or you'll see T.I. go through, you know, a Walmart and pay for everything, complete cash, you know, where, you know, okay, he's not getting no tax write-off for this. Like he really um, is investing his own money and he's not expecting a return on it, you know, or what have you. And I feel like, <coughs> excuse me, I feel like it's that type of scenario where he's not just saying I'm going to help the hood out with my money, but I'm going to stay here. You know, I'm going to be here. You're going to see my face around here. I'm going to hire. Uh, I'm really going to hire people that just got out that I know, you know, what have you. And for us, you know, that's a noble cause. And the way I look at it personally, as me and Tanae work with kids, and we're going to probably segue into the subject based off of this um, statement, is that what I realize is not everybody is guaranteed an amazing parent. And not everybody is guaranteed to be born in the best situation, right? Word. And so over the years, Tanae and I have worked with kids whose parents weren't worth a, a hill of beans in a, in a sense. Like everything their parents taught them was negative or they didn't teach them anything, nothing about life. Everything they learned about life was from the streets. Right. And if everything you learned about life from is from the streets or counterproductive, because yeah. we've been fortunate to work with inner city youth and kids that come from urban fortunate, fortunate communities. And the assumption is that if you have money then you're teaching your kids better. But and yeah. my personal observation, kids without true leadership, rather parents are financially stable, live or in not. the best houses without true leadership. And um, a found a solid foundation. Your children are lost, and ch lost children can still produce, can still do good things, but the, they ultimately don't live successful lives. And so, in regard to Nipsey Hussle, is he took with, with information? And the thing about it is, is we can't. We I mean, we've both heard his mother and father speak several times over the last couple of weeks, and what we know is that they too are products of their environment, but they didn't succumb to their sur surroundings. Right, um, and they and they spoke beautifully. You know, yeah, what I mean? absolutely, or, or what have you. So that's that. That's not what. That's not what we're saying. What we're saying is, is that to be raised in an environment that's right. so conducive for negativity. Absolutely. And then to come out, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. as, as Tupac said, you know what I mean? Roses in the concrete. Boom. You know what I mean? To come out like that. And that to be your heart, like that's his heart. That's right. his. Nature. It wasn't a gimmick. It wasn't, he wasn't a trying gimmick. to prove. Like that was his passion, and I think that that is why his death is is devastating and it's, it's truly a loss for all humanity because most people take philanthropy as a joke like they doing it they out feeding the homeless taking selfies while they doing it nipsey was serious he wasn't leaving the hood he took a chance he was in the hood doing good work and not because he even views it as a bad place but he felt safe these are my people this is my home this is where i should be this is who i'm indebted to this is where my mm -hmm. blood runs and that mindset it, it breathed all over all over south central you believe yeah. all, you know what i mean and because of that um, it's a hard loss because most people want to help the hood from the outside, but it's yeah. a whole other thing to get in the belly of the giant and tackle it. Yeah. And as, as Lauren Finsburn said, you know, in boys in the hood, like he was like, we can't be afraid of our own people. You know what I mean? Cause it's very hard to help people you are afraid of. I think that that is one of the biggest issues with policing in the neighborhood. You have a bunch of police who are afraid of the people that they're supposed to be serving and protecting. Right. So you can't help anybody you're afraid of. Matter of fact, you end up harming them 
you know, in in the process. You know, even when you look at police shootings, a large majority of them are because the cop is scared. Like you didn't shot somebody and your fingers are shaking and your hands are shaking. You know what I mean? Just because of what your uh, assumptions were about a person, because you don't live in that area, you don't live in a neighborhood, you didn't grow up there. So the average regular black kid who we know don't gang bang, but looks like it to you because you, you don't, you don't, you didn't grow up in that culture. You know what I mean? You end up afraid of. So um, saying that to say again, um, and we tell this to our to the kids that we pastor um, that. Look, if you have an amazing parent who is willing to uh, punish you, who's willing to make sure you do your work, who's willing to send you to uh, school and make sure that you learn, who's willing to uh, teach you solid morals, character and integrity, realize that every kid does not get that same privilege. And, And when you work with foster kids, too, you start to realize like, man, these kids are given a huge disadvantage at life, you know, and when you grow up in the inner city, if everything around you is negative, um, you know, it's very hard to take on a positive um, um, uh, light. It's very hard to, to look at things from a positive perspective. And um, um, and so that I think that that's one of the reasons that we love, you know, Nipsey is that um, his heart was being expressed gradually and we don't know where it could have ended up. You know what I mean? It, and he wasn't trying to give the hood a hand out. He was giving the hood a hand up. Mm. And so one thing we know is it's one thing to take a person to, to the well, take a horse to the sea and give him some water. What is it? Somebody got to go, <laughs> yeah. go fish on a boat. Oh, What's God. one of those quotes? <laughs> but you can't make him drink. Right. You can't lead a horse to water, right? Right. So he, not only was he leading us to water, but he was teaching his horse to drink. Teach him how to fish. He was teaching him how to fish. Or y'all know what I mean. Right. But that was Nipsey's heart. And that's special. Like, that's not... When you come out of work, out of horrible situations, you have to assume that Nipsey, had, he was wounded in his soul. He's probably lost more people, mm. more friends, more homies. He's seen death. He's seen poverty. He's seen anger. He's seen rage. He's seen the devil. He's looked the devil in his eyes multiple times in his life. He didn't allow that to make his heart harden. He didn't allow that to make him succumb to the darkness. So the fact that in spite of all of that, he mm-hmm. still decided, I'm choosing the light. That's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. And a lot of times we see rappers and gangsters and, and they, they talk in crazy you know i was mm-hmm. already trying to trade in a couple for nipsey i'm like god if we give you so and so can we get nipsey back <laughs> but i do right. understand that wounded men particularly wounded black men it's hard to find the light in this dark world mm-hmm. just this week i was talking to one of my god siblings and i know he's struggling his faith in god but i realized that i can't judge him because that's the world that he lives in it's hard to hold on to god when everything around you is bad mm-hmm. when everything around you is bad when everybody is suffering when people like nipsey are being shot and killed trying to get clothes and to give away clothes to the homie who've been locked down for 20 years so he can look good when he see his family for the first time yeah you know this generation is intellectual their processes are thinking and they're trying to find light and darkness and so when people can't find it i can't be mad at them for for succumbing to the darkness. no it's, it's true and and you've been taught since you were young that god is like this magician you know mm-hmm. only to realize that he's not you know what I mean? He don't do he's, magic. He's not a, a genie in a lamp, and and those are the perceptions that you have of him. And that's probably a conversation for another show, um, for sure, to get into that the dynamics of, you know, uh, um, our perception of God versus you know what the reality is. Um, anywho, um, and I tell you guys this story. I had a, a friend who uh, was a known gang member when I was in cop when I was going to SMC, and. Uh, um, first day of school, we seen him. Uh, I'm not gonna say what gang he was from, but he had on an all blue khaki suit with like blue uh, Cortez on, and he was about like six six, dark skin. Like he was probably darker than me. 
and you could see him from across the campus. He was like, dang, like <laughs> he letting it be known. And one day um, I was uh, at the time I was like all over like music, me and music soul child. I was in music soul child before my games, the whole nine. And I'm walking down the campus and I'm singing a music soul child song and I didn't even know him. And as I'm singing it, he literally just joins in and starts singing it. I'm like, yo, you know who music is? He was like, he's like, that bump right there. I love that music, Soul Child. I'm like, okay, right? So we started talking, and he showed me on his sidekick at the time. Sidekicks was popping. He showed me the sidekick like, yo, I got both albums. I'm, you know what I mean? Or whatever. He's like, he loved R&B. And you didn't expect it, you know what I mean? Because he was a real one out here, right? And so we start, you know, we built a relationship talking about music, right? And I'm talking to him about life decisions. I find myself talking to him about, I invite him to church and the whole nine. And so in these conversations, I asked him, like, I was like, what made you start gangbanging? And he was like, my mom gangbanged, my dad gangbanged, my grandfather gangbanged, my older brothers and older sisters all gangbanged. He said, I was born into it. He said, when I walk out the house, that's what I seen on my steps, right? And so there's a lot of people who look from the outside in at gangbanging. Like, I just can't believe these kids is out here doing terrible things and they just bad. And I'm like, no, the plot is bigger. Like, nothing is that black and white, right? There's a there's a there's this gray area all in between, right, where you are groomed for something as a kid. And if you are groomed for something as a kid, you know what I mean? Um, um, there's a certain amount of understanding you have to know and if you want to help these types of people. You know what I mean? There, there are five-year-olds who are being molested and it's showing up later on in their life and we are we build programs around it and counseling around it, right? So what about those kids who are born into a life where, um, where you are groomed into hate and rage, right? And, and then even understanding why they're being groomed into this. There is no parent, because I'm plenty of parents, Minds who raise, who are saying, I'm raising my kids to be nothing. Right. I, my heart's desire is that this baby that I'm carrying in my womb is going to grow up and be a gangster who kills, murders, sells drugs. No, it's circumstantial. And, 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 and as an, or as survival a, tactics. Or survival tactics, which is circumstantial. When I don't have, I have to survive. So it could be a dad with a good heart who doesn't have enough money. So he starts selling weed on the side before, you know, we started being legalized for his kids. Legalized so now. Right. But what he's telling his kids is I'm willing to do anything to take care of you, even it's illegal and it's a double standard and it's like who do you blame the dad who was saying i could be out you guys can go without somebody's oh he can get a job at walmart or this this, and that but what if he caught a case when he as a kid because he was in a stolen car he didn't know was stolen and this kids are stupid kids are naive kids do dumb things everybody parents don't got it don't have the ability to get their kids record expunged and all these things right you find that people are in, are in circumstances that are beyond them and so you make these you draw these conclusions that are incorrect that are mm -hmm. foul and they're dark because when you do something when you speak on something that you don't fully understand you speak out of ignorance and ignorance is a dark place for Man, anybody listen. it's dark you don't understand so when kids get yes. in gangs or kids walk away from their faith or kids are hurting or kids are right. making poor decisions yeah. and you, you can't understand, understand it you can't understand it that that's a product of something everything's a learned behavior everything is um Everything is seed time and harvest. So somewhere in their life that seed was planted. And mm -hmm. what I'm saying particularly about Nipsey Hussle was I have to I have to assume everybody knows he was a known six O crip. That lifestyle is hard. 
But in the midst of something that is hard and brutal, he was determined to be beautiful. So we have to find out what was that? What was the source of that beauty? What was the source of that positivity? And what was the courage to stay in the hood? He had no interest on leaving. He was going, listen, he was going to live and die in South Central and let it be said that's what happened. That was his heart. That was his heart. And that was a beautiful thing. People get money and they don't want to come back. They think that, like Rondell said, they'll send a little check to their nonprofit. But to build economy somewhere, that's hard. And the thing about it is it shows you how intellectual he was. People don't need a handout. They need an economy. They need education. And the reality is, is you know how hard it is to educate an ignorant person? It's hard. It's hard. It's hard. He was willing to do the work. You you trying to love them when they don't love themselves. And that's so hard to do. You know what I mean? That's like having a teenager. Teenagers are hard to love. Yeah, and I don't have any, but I pastor a bunch. Yeah, and we talk to parents all the time, you know, and that's a that's a real touchy subject. Um, anywho, we didn't even really plan on um, talking about it that long, but I do think that that it's a subject that needs to be flushed out for the people who don't understand um, what's happening or why somebody gang bangs or how they get into the lifestyle. People make it so cut and dry uh, when you realize that you know. Sometimes you've been groomed for it and you didn't have a choice as a um, as a young person or as a kid, you know, or you grew up in foster care. It's just like sex trafficking. Um, You know, you wonder how women get into it. Right. How how do they get got? But then when you get into the uh, when you get into the trenches and you start working with these kids. Right. Or you work with group homes, you realize that one of the the, uh, recruiting centers for um, for picking up these girls are girls in group homes. And, and pimps will, will literally set up shop right next to where they know the group homes are and catch the girls walking home from school, right, or, or coming out of the house. And since they so, their self-esteem is so low and since they're so naive, right, and they're so uh, even ignorant to what's happening at the time, you end up getting duped into a lifestyle you never planned for. But I know for a lot of people who don't work in these areas, you just say, well, I don't understand. Like, why would you do that? Or how did you get into that? How did prostitution happen? It's like, yeah, get into the trenches and find out how it happens in the story. And it'll make a little bit more sense to you. Anywho, um, we didn't mean to go that far, but it's definitely something that needs to be talked about. And we may continue to uh, dialogue for shows to come. Mm-hmm. What we really came to talk about was, you know, as you guys know, Tanae announced um, her gender yet on Saturday, and we are having a boy. Yes, um, little Dale in full effect. Um, he will be a junior because I want his identity to come from his father. Mm. Um, and I think that we live in a world where where people are constantly trying to give your kids their identity or what they think they should be like or what have you, and it kind of you know creates this level of confusion and information coming from a thousand different places from the internet, from memes, from YouTubers, and all this other stuff. And so he will, um, you know, my goal is to, uh, to give him his identity that comes directly from me. Um, and so with that, me and today we're talking about because we deal with middle schoolers, um, like when is an appropriate time for your kid to date? Like, you know, and we've had this question from parents, like, when do you let your kid, your daughter or your son go out on their first date or get their first girlfriend or boyfriend? Uh, if you guys have any comments, leave them in a thing. You know, we have our ideas and what we want to do and what we've seen work. But uh, one question we got was, when do your kids fall in love? And are they capable of deep, 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 deep love by like the sixth grade? Absolutely. What do y'all think? What do you think? I absolutely do. I I fell in love in third grade. 
and I love that same person until for many, many, many years. Mm. Many, many, many years. So, I mean, you know, somebody going to be like, can no kids fall in love? I've heard parents say their kids won't do something that I know for sure because I know their kids they will do. Now, when a kid falls in love, it's definitely not the same as an experienced love. It's very innocent. It's very childlike. They want to stay on the phone all night. They want to sit by each other. It ain't right. wrapped up in sex. It's not sensual. It's a very pure but thing. Deep. But it's very, very deep. And it's true. And it's honest. And that's the reason why when you try to take it from them, they will defend what they believe are true as honest because that's human nature. Mm -hmm. Can your kid fall in love? Absolutely. I fell in love in third grade. And I believe that I love that person probably all the way up until, you know, a little before I got married or the relationship before I got married. And, um, you know, and somewhere in a perfect world, he and I could actually grow up and talk about that relationship because at a young age, we were allowed to spend a lot of time with each other. Um, we never had sex. I can't even, I could maybe count we kissed once or twice. And so I was actually telling Rondell, like, we could have totally just been best friends, but I did feel something more than friendship for him. Mm -hmm. um, but we spent a lot of time together. We were permitted to talk on the phone like and it wasn't our parents. It was some straight love and basketball stuff, like mm -hmm. on the real. And I mean, we grew up with good parents. They weren't like promoting or nothing crazy. But they're that. But when your kids are allowed to experience these emotions, you can't turn them off. Mm -hmm. You can't just you know you can't turn them off. Do and that's the reason why you see for the first time your daughter lying to you or your son's lying to you because they're they, they now something has awakened. So I would say. Can your child catch love-like feelings? Now, love is intellectual. So in the fourth grade, your kid is not that smart. So they right. don't know how to conceptualize love. Right. But that feeling, that endorphin, yeah, say, we're, it's released. I would say, yeah, we're talking about that, that the inexplainable part, right? We know that love comes with a certain, like, safe love. You need to be able to intellectualize <laughs> it. You need to be able to have certain disciplines. You need to be able to have certain parts of integrity and character and wisdom. Right. But they don't have any of those things. None of those things. But I think that parents are a little bit naive, especially when their kids get into middle school, about their ability to fall in love or fall for a person. Like they'll look at it like your little friend, like your parents, you ever come to the house, you know what I mean? And you bring your boyfriend or girlfriend and then your parent refers to him as your friend. Like, your oh, tell your little friend that, uh, that they can get something to eat too. Like they're totally downplaying your relationship. And in your mind, you grown. You're like, no, this is my, we're yeah. going to get married. This like people, yeah, this is bae. Like they said, when they talk to their friends about it, they're like, so what you going to do about your boo? You know what I mean? Like these are deep conversations that happen between kids where their friends are validating their relationship as something that's real and something that's serious, right? And as a parent, you know, when you butt in, they decide, look, I don't want to have nothing to do with you either. And you're like, oh, no, this is really real. This is really serious. And you're like, yeah. So as a parent, I think you got to take it serious. I think that you have to um, understand that your kids are capable of deep love and deep love at a young age causes you to make terrible decisions. And I think you gotta be aware of it. So I know some parents who will condone their kids being in a relationship at a young age. And I'm like, no, you don't get it. When you decide to condone that, everything that comes with it comes with it. You can't pick and choose. So even as an adult, if I spend a certain amount of time with Tanae, intellectually or 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 we're constantly talking or what have you i'm gonna want to be physical with her at some point i'm gonna want to touch her at some point i'm gonna want to be around her all the time i'm gonna want to know what her innermost thoughts are and what are her deepest fears and what are her strongest hurts and what have you and your kid will share that with somebody outside of you 
And when they do, that draws that person closer to them. And so what happens is you end up with your seventh grader or your eighth grader or even your high schooler in this serious relationship that you thought was a little bit of a game, you know, or what have you. And then at the moment you try to break them up, they're willing to run away, let you go. Cut um, you out. <laughs> cut you out. Sneak, lie, cheat. Right. And you're trying to Rob figure out. Rob still and kill. <laughs> right. You're trying to figure out what happened. Not right? my baby. Right. And, and so I think that you almost pl- you playing like roulette when you let your kids date at such a young age, especially if you you are not zeroing in on their relationship. And that's not to say that they can't have friends or people that they're romantically interested in because they have to learn to evolve. But we're saying is that parents have to be so hands on when it comes to this that they allow little room for error. There is no way we have a, we we are pregnant right now and our our heart is that our son would marry as a virgin. He when he his wife will be his one and only. And now people are like, girl, you crazy. Well, we've seen it done before. And so the goal is, is can in high school, can he take a girl, you know, uh, to the movies? Possibly. You know what I mean? We're still working through the mm. logistics of it. But there's going to be standards and boundaries. Yeah. You ain't going to be at the house if we not in the home. You sure not going to be in the room with your door closed. And right. you ain't going to be talking on the phone all night. Like cell phone, we already decided for even though, you know, technology is what it is. But at 8 o'clock, no matter how old he is until he pay his own bills, the cell phone goes in the living room. We have right. a family charger set. Everybody puts the eight o'clock after that. There's no you don't need a phone in your room. You know how much damage. And this is from somebody who pastors middle schoolers. The conversations they have with their friends when you in bed and they land in bed on a a phone. Listen, ain't nobody busy by that point. But the devil got himself asleep, man. And (laughs) right. And and, and their 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 source of wisdom is YouTube. Right. Their source of wisdom is is memes. Their source of wisdom is 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 their friends and who that person follows. And they could be telling them complete garbage. Right. And and. You know, you wake up and you find a kid that you didn't really raise. You just took care of. Mm-hmm. And their mindsets are different. You know what I mean? Like You might have had a house for them. You had, they had their own room. They got a car. But everything about the way they think is completely opposite of what you thought that you taught them. And what you realize is you didn't teach them. YouTube taught them. Hmm. And YouTube is teaching them right now, right? And at the point that it becomes... Uh, um, too late they don't want to let go of their favorite YouTuber Mm-mm. like they'd rather have them than you they right. don't want your voice and right. so you got to start early with that you got to start early with the disciplines you know what I mean or what have you and you know one of the things when I got my heart broken the first time so sad. it's so funny the first thing I thought about was I was like I don't want my son to go through this feeling because it boy you be on the couch crying like in the fetal position like I can't believe she broke my heart like this or what have you, you realize you'll come out of it. But what it does is it affects everything you're supposed to be doing. So you fall in love in the 10th grade, right? And you got this ongoing relationship. And then the next thing you know, this boy breaks this girl's heart and she can't focus on her schoolwork. She don't want to go nowhere. She crying, right? Uh, her, her emotions are all off or what have you. And it's totally thrown her course of life off. Like I've seen kids have to take time off of school. You know what I mean? That, that freshman year of college, they're like, I can't do this. I need some time. Because you just seen him with old girl <laughs> uh, walking around school and you can't take it no more. You know what I mean? And so the, these are the dynamics um, that I think come right. with that decision. Because you can fall in love and um, um, 
you can emotionally fall in love without being able to handle all that comes with being in love. So you don't realize that when you break up, you are you're attached to that person. And it's literally excruciating to see them with somebody else. And yeah. so and the reality mm. is, is most kids don't operate on any type of intellectual level. So you're not like, I still got to get good grades. I still got to go to no. <laughs> right. You like life I'm is mature. over. It's done. <laughs> it's and you right. think you grown. Right. And because they don't have the ability and skill, we don't call them stupid. We understand that they're immature. So it's our job as their parents to save them. That's that's your parents job literally i just i have so many people in my family that disagree with how i'm a parent my baby i don't really care because i'm the only one paying for anything but i'm not leaving his life up to chance i can't trust he'll experience i can't trust his personality i can't trust he'll learn no he'll learn because i'm gonna teach him he'll learn because he'll be educated everything will be done intentionally and and the reality is this let me speak from the from the boy's perspective i think as a woman because i think that their hearts tend to be a little bit more um um fragile after the heartbreak, but they're willing to jump back in. The boys tend to get a little bit more harder and a little bit more uh, ruthless. Is I don't think that any high school boy or middle school boy is capable of of treating a, a girl that they, the way that they need to be treated and taking care of their heart if they hand it to him. And, and especially if he's like an athlete or he's popular, right, or a lot of girls like him. Like when you look at that, Boys cannot handle that type of attention. So, you know what I mean? And, and this is one of the reasons I'm afraid to have a girl, right? I'd rather have a boy because I can teach him how to take care of a woman's heart versus having a girl and she falling in love with an athlete. And and I say it like this. Like, it, 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 you imagine your daughter falls in love with somebody on the basketball team, right? Boom, and he boom, popular. Boom. You know, and he, you know, girls like him, you know, or what have you. You're expecting him to say, you know what? I have a girlfriend. I'm faithful to her. I only want to be with her, and um, and I don't want none of these other girls. Even if he does all that, even if that's his mindset, right? <laughs> I don't think that he still is capable of taking care of her the way that she needs to be taken care of. Because let's say you hit 12th grade, and now you're trying to figure out what college you going to and what college she going to, and right, and y'all going to different colleges. Then when they get there. You realize that this long distance thing is something you're not prepared for. Thirty five year old adults ain't prepared for this 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 long distance thing, right? And then he get there, and it's all kinds of girls at the school: black, white, Asian, Hispanic, Russian, Persian, booties, long booties. hair, short booties. hair, right? Booties. They look good in every way, and these girls are throwing themselves at him. You expecting him to say, "You know what? I'm faithful. I got a girlfriend. She, even though she lives three states away, I'm gonna just." Be on the straight and narrow. I'm like, that is a very, very low percentage of the population. You, you're gambling. Even if he was raised right. Even if he was raised right. He don't have it. Like, uh, the, the example that somebody gave to me was, like, how boys like new things, right? Hmm. So it was like, you know, you give your kid, right, like this little, uh, the little roller car that you roll with your hands, right? And, and he loves it, kind of like Toy Story. Like, you give him Woody and he got Woody, right? Or what have you, or the, or the little car. And then for next Christmas, you come in with the remote control car. They take that little car and it's under the bed or in the closet somewhere. And they love that car. They genuinely love that car. But this remote control car is a lot more fun. It's a lot bigger. It goes a lot faster. And that's almost kind of like how boys are with girls in a lot of ways, right? He with you. He love you until this other girl come along who throwing him all of this heat. And he like, man, I do like her. And she like a remote control car. But he, 
but he can't resist it. <laughs> right. <laughs> You're expecting a certain level of maturity out of somebody whose brain has to fully develop. Yeah, and on the it. flip side of that, you have to understand the nature of a woman. Your daughter was created to be with a man. And the, and the existence of who she is, She that is who she is. Don't give her that opportunity until she's ready. My favorite book says, Daughters of Jerusalem, do not awaken or arouse love till it so desires you. Hmm. What does that mean is you do not awaken the, the need for a relationship or the want until you can handle it. Because she will throw you under the bus for him. You know you done got shady with some family members for a brother. Man. And so imagine a 12-year-old who feels that way. And I'm going to hmm. get a little graphic right now. My brother called me about three or four years ago because my niece started having sex she was 14 and he know you know i'm the like to get him right that's what they know like i'm getting them right he called me hysterical like yo she's having sex with this little boy in the neighborhood he told his dad blah 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 da. and he like and he like something's been weird about her she been you know um you know being different i think she's sneaking out da, da, da. and i was like bro I was like, okay. I was like, so you, I, he's like, I didn't know she was having sex. I just knew she was different. And I was, and I'm thinking like, he's so naive. Like, and then my brother's a true gangster. Like, how'd you miss that? And, uh, he was like, I was like, what an orgasm do to you? He just mm. got quiet. I was like, I'm just trying to say, what does an orgasm do to you? He was like, sis, mm. I never thought about it like that. I was like, if Once she had an orgasm, it. it's a wrap. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. Now we, now we're no longer having preventative life skills. We trying to fix this feeling. Yeah. Now you, I'm 33 years old. I know what it do to me. She 14, baby girl ain't stand a chance. Right. She Her, didn't stand listen. a chance. And I'm not saying all the kids do it right, but you know, they do it good now these days. That's all you can think it's about. All, it's a wrap. At that point. That's that's <laughs> it what it is. So, I was like, send her out of state, boarding school. <laughs> so anyway She you, can't live here no more. You are playing with fire. You know what I mean? I think that you know, as a parent, you don't want to condone um any of it. Now, you know, if your kids decide to go off and do do that, you know, sometimes you can't control it. Either way, we believe that you playing roulette, you know what I mean, with their heart, uh, with their emotions. And, you know, the reality is our generation, you kind of spend your 30s recovering from your 20s um, or, or what have you. With that said, we're out of time. Or you spend your 20s recovering from things your parents weren't intentional about in your teenage years. Yeah. You make stupid, unnecessary mistakes. And we're listen, our parents are the very best they kid. They get awards, trophies, money insurance policies all that but the ideal is that each generation gets better so we are intentionally pra- uh, raising our son nothing happens by ac- is it going to be perfect no but he's not going to spend his 20s making stupid mistakes that he has to spend his 30s recovering from not as long as i have breath in my body we talking about sex finances insurance racism religion everything and it's going to be honest and it's going to be pure so everything you do specifically african-american males no teach your son to raise to marry one wife have one woman and be honorable before her because this is good and this is righteous that's your job mm-hmm. and all men teach your son that because these white boys out here walling too <laughs> look, as i look around an engineer he like now nah, i've been in the streets too but i'm changing <laughs> i'm changing straight from colorado <laughs> Anywho, all right, all right. Um, anywho, we are out of time. Thank you guys for uh, joining us. If you have any comments, any questions, anything you want us to talk about in the next coming weeks, leave it in the comment section or message us, uh, DM us, and uh, this is Thanks and Thugs. Please share, please share, 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 share. Follow us on Instagram, on yeah. Facebook. Our pack, our podcast should be up in the next week or two. We apologize. We just want you to remember, do good and brush your teeth. Brush your teeth. Brush your teeth.
my god about these wheels yeah. got me out that bus Ooh. my god she look good mm. right here in my hood Damn. i got i might slip <laughs> my god understood <laughs> my god i'm too trill judy was boring hello then judy discovered chumbacasino.com it's my little escape now judy's the life of the party oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon whoa take it easy judy The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.